What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, a debrief, and an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, uh, disappointing all of us already, uh, Ben Sanford, uh, sitting in the wrong chair and laughing during the intro. Someday here at church, possibly in our mid-30s, we'll be able to be on a podcast together without laughing. (laughs) Wouldn't hold your breath. Uh, Thanks for being here, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for being part of the conversation. Uh, And joining us, been a while since you've been on Sermon Spotlight. Uh, Pastor of local outreach, Scott Santmeyer. Scott, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. Thanks for being here. Guys, I want to jump into a a Sunday in review. Uh, This is kind of the first week in a bit where we're uh, departing from the book of Acts for now anyway, um, talking about uh, our church focus, building bridges. Uh, so Ben, I'll come your way first, and then Scott, yeah. we'll see what what we want to do conversation-wise and unpack that, and then explain a little bit about why, you know, why these services are different. So I know you're on staff with worship. I mean, what sure. what does that look like, and for you, Scott, as well, to, to plan through a service like this and, and make it different than what we've been doing? What does it look like to plan it? Yeah, like, yeah. what were those conversations like and why, from your perspective? Yeah, so, I mean, in an ideal world, you have uh, a conference, right, where mm. uh, to to accomplish what um, Scott and John wanted to get across, you've got sure. an intensive, you've got time where we're all gathering as a full body to sit together and... Uh, even study together and pray together on what does it look like to build bridges in our community? What does it look like to build relationships with the people that we rub shoulders with on a daily basis? Um, so you got to take all all that you you know want to accomplish in an ideal world and you got to shrink it down to 75 minutes. Hmm. So yeah, that's tough actually. It's really tough because... Um, You've got, you've got values that uh, FBC as a, as a church body wants to communicate in every service, and then you also have um, this this focus that we as a church wanna um, emphasize and spend time reflecting together in. Um, so it's a it's a tough thing, I think, but <clears throat> I think. We were just talking today about, uh, in our planning meetings, we kind of reflect on um, the previous week's service, and and I, I personally feel like, man, what the Lord wanted to communicate is what was communicated, hmm. and felt like it was it was a fruitful weekend in terms of an emphasis on, um, yeah, building bridges, man, not to just throw the coined phrase out mm-hmm. there but that's that's what we're trying to do right yeah so yeah it's good so scott being a part of this this weekend and and tag teaming it with john avery like explain a little bit about what it's been like from your perspective to plan for this and and devote time for the congregation to to hear from you to hear from john and, and explain the focus so that it, it isn't just a coin phrase it isn't just a logo or a slightly changed lobby but there's biblical biblical merit to to focusing on it sure and like Ben was saying, we're we still want it to be a worship service. At the same time, we want it to be different enough that people go, "Oh, that was a little bit different than we were typically part of," and we wanted them to be more interactive. Uh, so we mm-hmm. had the 
the interactive reading of Psalm 165, and um, and then we had you know the, the the writing of names on tiles. We had you know opportunity for them to participate in ways they typically don't participate. So hmm. um, so those were things that we were really trying to to get across in a way that's worshipful, yet still different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the breaking up the sermon time. You know, you know, fifteen minutes for a sermon is like seven seconds when you're up there. <laughs> sure. You know, you're yeah. like, I had so much more I wanted to say, but I got fifteen minutes. Yeah. Uh, because that's that's the time slot we've got. So, yeah. um, you know, having people uh, actively pray in different ways. You know, as John did the interactive leading of prayer. You know, that is another way that we wanted it to be different. At the same time, we wanted it to be worshipful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. Being a part of the worship service, it's weird that I used to, in middle school and high school, they say, all right, you're going to have presentations, and they're going to be, you have, they have to be three to five minutes yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. I remember freaking yeah. out about giving a five-minute presentation How in school. Do that? And now, you're right, yeah. time flies while you're up there. So, yeah. I mean, with that in, in mind, Scott, was there anything that you're like, man, if if I had all the time in the world, I'd elaborate on this, or were there any passages or scripture, or maybe even conversations since where people have, you know... What does yeah. it led to? Yeah, I mean, uh, that portrait, and, and I really, in my mind, I see things uh, in pictures more than I do in words. I don't know mm. how most people think, but I see them in pictures very often. So, so when I think of the crucifixion, I think of that, uh, you know, that thief on the cross and his viewpoint mm. of looking over at Jesus. You know, how how many times have you thought about that? That here's a guy dying. He is in the last moments of his life, and the very few people that are around him, one of them is Jesus himself. The power of God is literally feet away. Hmm. Yeah, just the thought of that, and that, that same power is still that close. And I could have dwelt on that piece hmm for a very long time because i think so often we overlook that that we go oh yeah you know it's Hmm. the power of god's really cool does a lot of things turns people's hearts around but we don't realize how close and how enveloped we are in it and Hmm. being able to spend some time on that would be a fun yeah sermon series yeah ben what are your thoughts on devoting time in the service to to that prayer like john avery would kind that of read scripture prayer? and a guided prayer yeah. and, and everyone's sitting and praying i mean you, you, I'm, I'm, i would imagine some people are more comfortable than others in that kind of sure. thing or if you you know you want to come to church you want the canned sermon and you don't know what to expect necessarily sure. but it was very different i mean yeah you got different personality types that want sure i i loved it yeah i loved it um so i was i was playing on stage okay for this weekend mm-hmm. And it is nice, um, this is just situational, but, you know, you're, you're playing and you're focused on the content of, of the songs and you're also trying to play correctly so that you're not distracting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then to come back and sit down with my wife, that was the first thing right after we were done playing, was this guided prayer. And I found that personally to be incredibly helpful because I got all these things going through my mind from what we've just done sure um, to now here I'm spending dedicated time with a verse in front of me and I'm being asked to reflect on that mm-hmm. and man I don't know that we do enough of that kind of thing 
um, I don't know that we uh, create enough space to do that kind of reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, like you think about David and his, um, his in, in the Psalms, he constantly is talking about, I will meditate on, on your law day and night. That intentional time to set aside and really reflect on that stuff is, is valuable. And I think uh, there's a danger at times that we get caught up in the traditional, um, I don't want to say minutia of service, as in it's invaluable, but the... the Expectation the, or yeah, yeah, the, routine. The, yeah, the routine. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Something like that, I feel like we could really stand to do more of to just sit as a body with a with a verse and be guided through mm-hmm. hey let's reflect on these characteristics of the lord based on who he's revealed himself to be in yeah. his word yeah and i think there's a maturity thing to it too i mean a room sure. full of people that's silent could be awkward at times yeah. but I've, I've been in this church my whole life and i i've sat in a church with my parents and and there'd be moments of silence maybe planned or unplanned in between the sermon or there's a you know something yeah. powerfully is said or read and then there's silence and to realize you're in a room of hundreds of people that are all currently thinking about the same thing you know or or sure. that is the focus of the entire room like for me that helps me understand the body of Christ a little bit better because it's not just a bunch of anchovies in this shoved into this thing to check off the box and get it done we're actually meditating on it, and that's where I think the building bridges thing becomes in. There's an intrinsic value yeah. to it, yeah. whereas we can very easily come across as, or it can seem like it's an extrinsic value. We're, we're, we've all decided to build bridges. Go do it, and before you know it, you're almost burdened with the yeah. task or the objective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, but it's it's what we focused on in Scripture. Right. It's what John prayed about. It's what we'll continue to talk about, I'm sure, mm-hmm. of an awareness of who God is. Mm-hmm. Let that be the motivating factor of like, right. okay, well, now now maybe building bridges can be in an overflow of that, an outpouring yeah. of that, instead right. of almost a way to get it or a way to experience more of God. Yeah, it's not like, a, it's not like a, an action done to seek acceptance by the Lord. It's mm-hmm. an action done out of a recognition of our acceptance by the Lord mm-hmm. and, an, and a recognition of who He is and and yeah. what His heart is then for the world. Yeah. So Scott, let me ask you this: You're you're pastor of local outreach, mm-hmm. and so and this has happened before where we have a, a handful of pastors on staff. It can be a churchwide focus for a time. Sure. But this this is kind of your focus all, all the time, all the time, yeah. right? Which is great, and and obviously yeah. it can be for us. It's it it's not like be. we don't do it, yeah. but. Um, what has that looked like for you year-round and ministry-wide that has helped inform the way you want to communicate stuff in these two weeks? Because I'm looking at it from, I work with you, and I, I still have a level of from the outside in. Man, I, I know how much he does. I know what his heart is and all the things you do on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. How are you going to communicate building bridges in two weeks, uh, specifically yeah. in 30 minutes total or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. What, yeah. what, what makes the cutting, what, you know, what doesn't make the cutting room floor? What, yeah. what do you expand yeah. on? So this past week we had two different stories mm-hmm. uh, from two different folks, and I, I find those highly encouraging. I think most people go, oh, you know, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And that's really, we mm-hmm. want people to walk away with it going, I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can pray for that guy that sits in the cubicle next to me. I could do that. I could have a conversation with my neighbor across the street about 
you know, what he believes, what I believe, mm. and be perfectly happy with wherever the but Lord it, leads mm-hmm. that. I, I can do that. Um, so, you know, if we can get folks to walk away going, I can do that, because most folks are yeah. thinking, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> sure. You know, we, we intentionally did not use the word evangelism in mm-hmm. any of the promo material and any of the things that you see handed out mm. because people immediately have this visceral feeling of <gasps> yeah too daunting yeah too scary yeah too scary but if you're praying for your neighbor hmm, I can do that if you're you know looking for ways to care for the folks that are around you in your you know office space oh you could do that you know right. those are all ways that we can be ambassadors of Christ mm-hmm. in the places that we live, work, and play. Mm-hmm. We want people to think through it in that those realms as well. You know, the places they live, it's their home, their neighborhood, their family, mm-hmm. uh, the places they work. So, you know, whether it's work or school, you're surrounded by folks that God has placed you in their midst. Mm-hmm. And then in the places that we play in, whether that be the restaurants we go to or the sporting events we like to attend, whatever that looks like. So those those spheres of influence, God has you there for a reason, hmm. uh, to be his ambassador. And if people walk away going, I can do that, hmm. then we've achieved yeah, something. Yeah, that's a sweet spot. It's a it's a huge shift, I think, from like, like so I, I go to, I went to Moody Bible Institute, and one of the required classes is apologetics, right? Hmm. And even that word, you think, okay, I have to have the theological prowess of, Paul the mm-hmm. Apostle, mm-hmm. and I don't know the debate quality of like Jordan Peterson or sure. you know pick yeah. your person that that is a good communicator. Mm-hmm. And in that class, yeah. I happened to take it with a with a professor who was maybe a little off the mainstream in uh, Moody culture. And his first couple classes were kind of designed to break down the idea that our perspective needs to be like we have to know all of these things in order to be able to accurately defend the faith his push was more can we can we take our minds up not that that knowledge isn't good right but can we take our focus off of that and on to let's just build relationships with people and love them well mm-hmm. and represent christ in in a daily relational context where we're we're not sitting there thinking what's the formula to get sure. people to Christ. We're just trying to build relationship. Yeah, and, and I think in that there there's a pretty cool difference between creating an opportunity and seizing one. Sure, right? Yeah. Like there there's there's an uphill battle to evangelism when when I'm talking to our middle schoolers and even our high schoolers. You have to to bring it down to a level and say you're capable of this this evangelism this outreach and it's not yeah. this task it's not about it's not about you using god successfully to convert somebody <laughs> or to win the yeah. argument even yeah, in yeah, apologetics yeah. which is right. what middle school's doing right now like yes you can defend the faith but yeah. what is your ultimate goal because if it's to win an argument we've totally yeah, missed it exactly. right or if it's to burden ourselves with what the spirit can do alone anyway. Like there's such a difference in a, in a shift in mindset, and that's why I appreciate you, Scott, sharing the power of a story. And that's something I've yeah. heard you say, and, and you've said it before from the pulpit. Any chance you, you've been up there in the last like year or two? Like, there's a power to a story, and we mm-hmm. get to see people, Roger and Jim, this week, right? Like, yeah. oh, I, you know, it's cool to say, oh, I know them. 
Yeah. Uh, and then you hear hear what their story was, and it's so it's so relatable. It's mm. it's found in well, that's a little bit like my life, not exactly, but it does make the scripture start to take shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it demystifies it a little bit because you get to hear, huh? The encouragement I needed was was in the story of somebody else the yeah. whole time, and that's cool. Yeah, and it gives it gives you this again a not only that personal connection. Uh, but it also gives you an encouragement that says, oh, you know, I, I know Jim, and he's a regular guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's just a regular guy. He's not some, you know, uh, you know, world-renowned, apologetic kind of guy. Yeah. You know, you're, you're talking about, I, I've never witnessed anyone come to Christ because they've been argued into sure. it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Ever. Hmm. I've seen people being loved into the gospel numerous times but i've never seen anybody argued into it mm-hmm. ever yeah. mm. um and as we look at scripture we don't see that either mm. we, we see people who are enamored by the power of christ mm. and they go whoa yeah that's what i'm missing the thief on the cross he knew that's what he was missing mm. he knew that was the thing that had been missing in his life that all he had to offer was sin he Hmm. knew it and he was being paid for his sin at that moment but he knew it was he was far away far Hmm. far away i would imagine there's also a, a temptation in churches to put up this massive success story or if you're gonna if you're gonna hear a testimony, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a doozy, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, sure. yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be the one we feed off, and, yeah. and we kind of remain grateful for that experience instead of allowing that to say, huh, okay, yeah, that's that's encouraging to me. That enables me just just so that you avoid that that shift of, well, oh, great, they did it. Like you don't want people leaving going, well, I can't do that either, but they could. Right, yeah, like yeah, exactly. so that, and that's why I appreciated this this weekend service and hearing their story and and happening to know them both personally. It's like okay, this is this is awesome. Like this can edify and benefit a congregation because it's like okay, yeah. this is life on life, and they're doing it faithfully as well. Like there's a key to this of apologetics, evangelism, whatever you want to call it. You're not called to be successful. You're called to be faithful, obedient. Like that's that's all we're trying to do is have our radar up. For okay, Lord, like here we go. I, I want you. I want to be used by you, so I'm not used by anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's merit to that. The whole service echoed that. The worship, the prayer, both of you sharing pulpit time, two two other videos. It's hard to kind of. There's no pinpointing. Oh, he's the he's the expert on building bridges. Like I, it, the way it communicates. There's a lot of people involved in this thing. That's why I like having you on and hearing the perspective of the planning and the playing and going to sit with your wife. I think the more we can do that, especially in a church this size, look at all the people involved. And by the way, they're not the elite few. We, we are just the sure. many that, yeah. that are humbly seeking, trying to serve serve the Lord. And I don't know, I just, I appreciate that. And so with that, Scott, I mean, what what does next week look like? What is the cadence of this, this two-week break? It's been sure. communicated the whole time as this one break, this two-week thing. So what, what from this weekend has made you change gears or want to emphasize that or, you know? Yeah. So next week, we're going we're to turn the corner a little bit. Um, you know, this week we talked about the story of the gospel. You know, mm-hmm. that was really kind of the nugget, the story of the gospel and how simplistic it really is. And so, you know, I, I had a, a guy just weeks ago 
um, he said, that's just too simple. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yes it is. That's, so people like me can understand it. It's not difficult, you know. Uh, so now we want to turn the corner a bit and help folks to look at the gospel through their own lives, how the gospel has changed them. Hmm. Uh, so we're going to look at a little bit of, of how to tell your own story. Uh, so John and I are going to be sharing our stories of how we came to faith. They're both different. Hmm. Uh, and then what it looked like after that. You know, hmm. Sure, it's a great story up to that point, but what happened next? Mm-hmm. You know, and where where did the Lord lead you from there? You know, was it a wilderness experience or, you know, what did it sure. look like at that point? So we want people to think through that. We're actually going to give them some time to actually jot down notes and write things down about their experience with the gospel. Uh, so that's one of the things that we're going to be focused on. And then we want to continue this prayer focus by having prayer walks right after the service. Mm. So... Uh, there's nothing mystical or magical about prayer walks. Uh, literally, it is, you know, praying on location mm-hmm. uh, for the people that you are praying for. Um, this is something that I started a number of years ago before we even got involved with the Coral School District. I would literally walk on Wednesday mornings. I would walk through the neighborhood of Coral's School District and pray for those folks as I walked by. Mm. And I would invite people to join me. And we would go and we would pray for folks. And every once in a while, I got to talk to folks. There's one lady who would sit, you know, on her porch. I'd see her every, you know, Wednesday and say hi to her. And, Hmm. you know, so there were opportunities to kind of know a little bit more about those folks. People walk all the time. Hmm. You know, they walk in their neighborhood all their time, uh, all the time. Uh, But do they pray for those people as they're walking along? So this is an opportunity, and I think we have seven or eight spots in the mm-hmm. community where we have some prayer champions uh, who are going to be there to help folks kind of get them organize into some it or, yeah. organization. But there's nothing that says you can't just do it in your own neighborhood. Sure. Uh, so to take a half an hour to take a walk through the neighborhood and to just to just pray for the folks as you're walking by, mm-hmm. and you know to pray a blessing into their lives. You know how often do we do that? How mm-hmm. often do we pray God's blessing in their lives, even though we have no idea who they are? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how powerful can that be? It's amazingly powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doors that it open up, opens up for folks. So that's one of the things that we'll be doing. And then we're going to jump right into a potluck supper and then r- right into a baptism after that. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's quite a day, you know, yeah. to pile some things up. But we wanted it to be a, a focus. We really mm-hmm. wanted people to come away going, wow, this is a focus. We are we are we are stepping into the community literally hmm. and praying for them and for their salvation literally how can a body of believers the size of fbc you know a thousand plus households what kind of imprint can that mm-hmm. body of believers make in a community this size it mm. ought to be gigantic yeah yeah um, the last the uh, f2 uh the second service um the Lord impressed on me in, in a very substantial way. Uh, for years, I have prayed that our family would see thousands of people come to Christ. Hmm. That's just been my prayer. Um, and as John was speaking, I thought, you know, with all these people in this room, why are we not reaching tens of thousands of people for Christ? Hmm. That that ought to be my prayer. Hmm. So that is my newest 
continual <laughs> prayer is that the people of FBC would see tens of thousands of people come to Christ. Hmm. And my hope is that other people will join me in that prayer. Because hmm. why can't we? Why hmm. can't we be a church that sees tens of thousands of people come to Christ over the next year, two years, three years, whatever, however long yeah. it takes? Yeah. Why can't we be? How exciting would it be for everybody who was here on last past Sunday to have a story mm-hmm. of how they built a bridge, as simple as it was, into someone's life? God opened the door to allow them to share the gospel, and those folks responded. Hmm. Now, there's going to be lots of bridges that folks build that go to nowhere. I'm sure you guys have seen those happen. Hmm. You know, you build a relationship with somebody and it just dies, mm-hmm. you know. But you were faithful on your end to build that <laughs> sure. bridge and to do that piece. Hmm. Um, a friend of ours is a, uh, he's in a, um, an evangelistic ministry and uh, he was at a conference. And one of the speakers, knowing that everybody there is an evangelist, says, Okay, just uh, by a raise of hands, how many of you have led somebody to, uh, to Christ this week? <laughs> no hands. Okay, how about uh, the last month? Who's led anybody to Christ? A couple hands. How about the last six months or a year? And that he just, he just opens up and says, I'm ashamed hmm. of all of you. <laughs> And they're like, that's not what we came to hear. That's not what we came yeah. to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but he kept going, and he said, because nobody asked me. Hmm. Nobody asked me. Because my answer would be, every day, I am leading somebody towards Christ. Hmm. Every day, uh, my hope is that somebody takes a little tiny step further hmm. because of the life I live in and around them the words of truth that I speak to them in love, that is my hope that every day I'm leading somebody a little closer to Christ. Hmm. So when folks walk away from these past, these next, this past week and next weekend, mm-hmm. my hope is that they go, you know what? I can do that. Hmm. I can live a life that leads people just a little closer to Christ. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. And with that in mind, Winchester's not this dry, barren land either. Like Winchester's growing Oh, and, yeah. and the need is skyrocketing, I think. The, the amount of, in my circles, it's, it's younger people especially, but they're moving here. They're, they're hungry. They're church hopping, church shopping, whatever you want to call it. It's exciting. And Winchester's going to keep growing. There's, there's going to be needs. There's going to be people. And so it's cool to pair, pair what, we're, what we're studying, what we're hoping for with, I don't know, what's happening in our community. So it's exciting. But Ben? Any final thoughts? Nope. Brief jokes, words, concerns? Mm. Thanks for being on the podcast, None I buddy. Can share. <laughs> <laughs> None that would make the cut on air. Yeah, we'd want to get in trouble. Yeah. Scott, thanks for being here, bud. The plan yeah, is to have Avery next week. I hope you're not offended by that. No, uh, no. But uh, hey, more, hey, more power to him, really. Say the word, I'll kick him out. Say <laughs> yeah, the word. He's all there. Uh, as a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us all over the place on your favorite podcast platform. Just type in Sermon Spotlight. We pop right up. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless.